It is game day once again for the Vegas Golden Knights, game number eight of the season. And while the records may not show it, it is a big one because Mark Stone faces his former team, the Ottawa Senators, for the first time since being traded to Vegas back in February. It's also the first time that Eric Brandstrom faces the team that drafted him back in 2017. We break down this game and we talk about those two important storylines coming up next. Locked on Golden Knights. Welcome back, everybody. Let's go. Welcome back to another episode of Locked On Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Happy Thursday to all of you, and it is in fact game day for the Golden Knights. After losing 5-2 to two against the Nashville Predators at home on Tuesday, they will look to rebound tonight against the Ottawa Senators. Welcome everybody, I am Danny Webster, your host, Vegas correspondent for NHL.com, site manager for SB Nation's Knights on Ice. If this is your first time stumbling upon this podcast, welcome. We are a daily podcast talking about the Vegas Golden Knights, usually Monday through Friday, but considering how there's three games in four days coming up this weekend, we're probably going to work a little bit of overtime to uh, talk about those games. Uh, but you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, pretty much anywhere you get your podcasts. We are more than likely on there. If you are on Apple Podcasts, please uh, be so kind as to leave us a review, leave us a rating, uh, any comments, feedbacks that are tailored toward making this podcast better are always welcome, good, bad, or indifferent. Uh, this is a brand new venture for me personally, and it's a new way of telling the story of the Golden Knights uh, through a different venue than writing than what I've been used to. So uh, any suggestions, any feedback that you guys may have, please feel free to leave it in a rating, leave it in a review. And all of that is greatly appreciated. You can follow us on Twitter at LockedOnVGK. You can follow me on Twitter at DannyWebster21. And you can also send us an email, LockedOnGoldenKnights at gmail.com. So normally when we're talking about a game between a team that's 4-3 and three and another team that's 1-4, and four, it doesn't really stand off the page. But of course, this is probably not your typical 4-3 and three versus 1-4 and four matchup. Because the Golden Knights, after losing to the Nashville Predators on Tuesday by a score of 5-2, to two, play one more home game before their East Coast road trip, and they will be taking on the 1-4 Ottawa Senators tonight at T-Mobile Arena at 7 o'clock, which means that for the very first time, Mark Stone will be facing off against the Senators. Stone spent six and a half seasons with Ottawa before being traded nearly on the gun of the deadline. Uh, from Ottawa to Vegas on February 25th. Uh, Between the last few days of the price fluctuating and Vegas not being sure if they wanted to be in the deal or out of the deal, whatever the case may be, Vegas found an opportune time at the last minute to send Eric Brandstrom, Oscar Lindbergh, and a 2020 second-round pick, which was originally owned by Dallas, to Ottawa for the Selkie finalist, Mark Stone. Now, when you talk to a lot of the guys over the last couple of years, the Golden Knights, they try and get up for the games against their former teams. Uh, William Carlson's first game against Columbus, I believe he scored two goals that game. Uh, Shea Theodore against the Ducks, he, he's played well. Riley Smith and Jonathan Marshall, the first time that they played the Florida Panthers, and the first time Gerard Gallant coached against the Florida Panthers, they got up and they won that game. 
So there is that there is that uh, feeling of oomph, that extra oomph that these players get when they face their former teams. You look at Max Pacioretty last year after spending you know decade plus with Montreal and then finally being shipped to Vegas. Uh, Vegas didn't win that first meeting against Montreal, but there was that extra motivation. And Mark Stone definitely uh, not immune to that uh, extra motivation. He's looking as he's looking forward to facing his former team and seeing some of his closest friends on the Senators. I'm sure it will be. Uh, I got a lot of close friends on my team. I got a lot of close friends. Uh, strength coaches or athletic therapists. Equipment guys. Still in contact with. Yeah, I'm gonna meet up with a few of them. Um, you know, the change has been so big. I don't know a ton, ton of the guys. Uh, I think. You guys know the guys who I got close with last year and uh, who I grew through the system with uh, from Binghamton to, to Ottawa. So um, I'm sure I'll, I'm going to get in touch with a lot of those guys and uh, it'll be nice to see them. Yeah, it was tough. It was a hard four months for me. Uh, you know, it's mentally draining. Uh, and then obviously with, uh, with no success um, for the last month, month and a half I was there, uh, made it even worse. Um, I tried to think hard every single night about it. But ultimately, uh, I couldn't come to an agreement and uh, made the decision that uh, I was going to move on. Um, and then it was about figuring out where potential landing spots would, for me would be and teams that I would be willing to to sign with and, um, ultimately this was the only team that I really wanted to play for other, if it wasn't going to be Ottawa so um, it worked out for me um, I'm happy to be here but uh, I miss a lot of things about Ottawa so given the magnitude of the situation I would not be shocked in the least if the Stasny line got the start tonight for Vegas so for those purposes, we'll go ahead and say Stasny line starts with Pacioretty and Stone. Uh, Carlson line follows suit with Smith and Marcheseau. Uh Eakin line with Glass and Zekov will remain the same on the third line. And then the fourth line expected to be the same with Nosek centering with Carrier and Reeves. Defense pairings expect to be the same as well with McNabb, Theodore, Merrill Holden, Haig, and England. And making his fourth consecutive start after allowing five goals on Tuesday will be Marc-Andre Fleury. Oscar Dansk is expected to be the backup once again as Malcolm Subban continues to deal with a day-to-day lower body injury. For the Ottawa Senators, their lines are going to be looking like this. Kachuk, White, Duclair, Ennis, Tierney, Ryan, Nemesnikov, Pagau, Brown, Paul, Swars, Saborin with Bedker as the scratch. On defense, Shabbat, Zaitsev, Eric Brandstrom with Hainsey, and Borvietsky with DeMello. So there is going to be a lot of emotion with this game. Obviously, a lot of emotion for Mark Stone. Again, he spent six and a half seasons with Ottawa, was basically the, the beating heart of that team, especially after they moved on from Eric Carlson when they traded him to San Jose, and he was basically the last one left. Uh, there's going to be a lot of emotion for him. I mean, we're talking a situation where Mark Stone could have been the captain of Ottawa for the next decade had he decided to re-sign there. But it's also important for Vegas in this aspect, as we touched on yesterday. The early mistakes are going to cost Vegas 
again if they continue to make them as they did on Tuesday. And you cannot give a young team confidence if you make those same mistakes. So Vegas needs to go out, play simple hockey. They know they're the better team. They know they're the more experienced team. They know that they're the more talented team. At least right now, Ottawa's got some real good talent, but they're still years away, and God knows how that ownership situation is going to be handled. But Vegas just needs to get to playing simple hockey, get the victory, and move on to this upcoming road trip because this road trip with Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, Chicago, not not really in that order. I cannot remember the order. I think it's Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, Chicago. With that road trip coming up, you cannot go into that road trip having lost two in a row, especially two games in a row that you should have won. This is a game that Vegas should win. They probably will win, but they cannot make those same mental errors that plagued them on Tuesday and it plagued them in each of their losses to this point. So if Vegas goes out, plays simple hockey, does what it does best, and shows that they are the more talented team, they should probably get out of this game with a win before they go on this road trip. Now, obviously, tonight, the talk is going to circle around Mark Stone. You know, superstar player, Selkie finalist, signs an eight-year contract extension. The Nearly almost the minute he gets traded to Vegas, obviously, they could, he couldn't do that until March 1st, but it was going to happen. So the success and the failure of the Golden Knights over the next eight seasons is going to hinder on this trade, knowing what they gave up and who they gave up. And obviously, who they gave up, you know, no disrespect to Oscar Lindbergh and whoever Ottawa drafts with the 2020 second round pick. Eric Brandstrom is the other storyline that may not be garnering enough attention. And we'll probably discuss this again in some capacity on October 31st when the Golden Knights play the Montreal Canadiens and Nick Suzuki will face Vegas for the very first time. Uh, so kind of, I'll give you a little bit of a backstory as to where I was uh, when the trade happened, I was actually in Disneyland with my family, and at about eight o'clock, I I had heard kind of what was already being reported, but it was kind of more confirmed on the side of Vegas was trying to get back on the Stone Sweepstakes. Um, about five days in between, from the twentieth to the twenty fifth, the price kept fluctuating. I think that's well on record now, and Vegas was. Going in and then somewhat not going in, and then they were eventually they cashed in on getting stone. Um, but about eight o'clock in the morning, I had put out something. I said, Hey, more than likely something's going to happen if I'm on a ride. Uh, which ride do you think it would be? And a lot of people were like, Oh, Haunted Mansion, Pirates of the Caribbean, Space Mountain, all that. No, the correct answer was Indiana Jones. And if you've ever been on the Indiana Jones ride, uh, the minute you step into the uh, Temple of the Forbidden Eye, you pretty much lose all all faith of cell service. There's nothing there. I mean, the the thing replicates 1940, the 1940s, right? So, of course, cell service wasn't even a thing. But I remember getting a text at around 1130 saying that something big was about to go down. And, I, and not many details other than that, but you can kind of put two and two together and think that Mark Stone was about to get traded to Vegas. And then we go on the ride. It was me and my brother. We go on the ride. We get done. And then we finally get the cell service back. And then my phone just starts blowing up. And then the the, deta- the, offic- the deal was pretty much completed. The, the terms of the deal were not yet uh, known. Um, but I we didn't know really the terms of the deal until like close to noon of that time. So 
Obviously, when you look at the initial terms, you go, okay, Oscar Lindbergh. Well, he was in and out of the lineup for the better part of a month, and he really wasn't a major impact player. So, okay, 2020 second-round pick, that wasn't even Vegas's. It belonged to the Dallas Stars, which I believe that pick was involved in the trade in which Vegas sent Mark Mathot to Dallas for Dylan Ferguson. So, okay, that's another pick that you don't need to worry about. That's not even your own draft pick. That's fine. But the big name, obviously, for Vegas was Eric Brandstrom. And Brandstrom played significantly well in the preseason that year. I thought he had a great chance to make it out of camp. Obviously, his defensive game was still a work in progress. But his offensive game, you could see just the flashes and the talent. And you knew that if given one more year, or at least one year in Chicago, he was going to be on the Golden Knights this season, 2019-2020. So the talent was there. The talent was evident. He was playing very well in Chicago. And then Vegas really had to pull the trigger. And really, it came down to either sending a first-round pick, which Vegas already screwed that up when they traded uh, for Thomas Tatar in the deadline prior. And then it was either that or give up a prospect. Well, they decided to go with the prospect, knowing how deep they were at the blue line at the time with, you know, Nick Haig, Dylan Coughlin, uh, you know, Zach Whitecloud, Jimmy Schultz, or not well before Jimmy Schultz even signed. So this wasn't even before uh, Schultz was even a Golden Knight. But at least at February 25th, Vegas knew they had enough depth at the blue line to say, okay, we can kind of, it's going to be a big loss, but we can afford to do this if it gets us stoned. So Eric Brandstrom goes to Ottawa, and I had two initial reactions. The first reaction I had was Vegas just got one of the best two-way players in the game really just for Eric Brandstrom. Like, no disrespect to Oscar Lindbergh. He's not even in the league right now. I think he's in, God, I think Switzerland? I think Switzerland or some country. So Lindbergh's not even in the league right now. The 2020 second round pick, whoever Ottawa gets, is not going to be a surefire thing. I mean, if it's anything like the like the draft class this year, and it better be for their sake, because there were players in the in the second round that should have gone in the first round. So that's not even a sure thing for Ottawa. But Eric Brandstrom, he he is the guy. He is the future. And basically, it was a one for one, the the, the famous Taylor Hall joke. One for one, essentially. Mark Stone for Eric Branstrom. The second reaction I had immediately was, my God, I feel so bad for Eric Branstrom. Because how, how else would you feel if you were part of an organization, you were drafted in 2017 by this organization, this expansion organization, you are one of three first-round draft picks, okay? And... Not only are you one of three first-round draft picks, you are being touted as the future with these other two. And I'm talking, obviously, about Cody Glass and Nick Suzuki. You play in Sweden for pretty much your last professional year in Sweden before you eventually come over to Chicago. You come over to the American League. And your goal from the minute you got to development camp that following year was you were going to be in Chicago. But prior to that, you are a part of an organization that watches this expansion team go on 
one of the more magical runs in the history of athletics. They get to the Stanley Cup final. Somehow the progression and the development really doesn't pressure Vegas to do anything. They go about their business. They get to the Cup final. They don't do anything drastic with their rookies. And everything is going at a more accelerated time pace than even they expected. So how would you feel if you, in thinking in two years, you are going to be part of a franchise that is going to make the Stanley Cup playoffs in their first two years of existence? By year three, you are about to become a vital part of the organization, more than likely. And then you get traded to the Ottawa Senators. Now, in hindsight, as Eric Branstrom said today, he got traded for Mark Stone. Like that, if it was really for anybody else, I'm pretty sure Branstrom would be throwing a hissy fit, and and probably so. But it's for Mark Stone. You can't really get too mad about that if you're Branstrom. But you got sent to the Ottawa Senators. You went from arguably one of the best organizations in the NHL in the first two years of existence to, without question, in the last three to four years, one of the worst franchises in professional sports. And it, and of course, every time you talk about the Ottawa Senators and every time you talk about just how bad they are, you forget they were one goal away from reaching the Stanley Cup freaking final. In 2017, they almost made the Cup final. Had Pittsburgh not won that game, we're talking an Ottawa-Nashville Stanley Cup final. How great is that for TV ratings? Holy hell. But it just makes you think what Ottawa has become. And you go from the Golden Knights, the most successful expansion franchise in sports history, to knowing probably in two years you're going to be on that team. And instead you go to a franchise that in the span of about two years, if that, maybe a year and a half, traded Eric Carlson, traded Mark Stone, Kyle Turris is gone, Derek Broussard is gone, Ryan Dezingle has gone, Mike Hoffman's gone, Mark Mathot is gone. Dion Phaneuf is gone. Every major component from that team that reached the Eastern Conference Final is gone. And Ottawa just out of nowhere. Keep in mind, Ottawa has won 58 games in three seasons. This will be the third season. So 58 games in that span. And left to pick up the pieces in that long, painful rebuild in Ottawa it's not a bad list, but you know it's going to be a painful few years. Thomas Shabbat, who signed a long-term extension with the Senators this offseason, which is probably the best news Ottawa has had in the last couple of years. Brady Kachuk, Chris Tierney, who they got in the trade with San Jose for Eric Carlson, Colin White, Anthony Duclair, and I didn't even mention Bobby Ryan. That poor man is now the last remaining one in this rebuild and who knows what is going to come of Bobby Ryan and now Eric Branstrom and it's just it's just crazy 
And I know every time, like I said, every time we talk about the Senators, you think one goal away, just how crazy would that have been? What would the course of the franchise been like had they scored in overtime and had they beaten Pittsburgh? It, it's insane. It's insane to think about. But you understand completely why Brandstrom had to be traded. It was definitely a tough decision by the Golden Knights because, like I said, they envisioned they they basically stole Brandstrom in number fifteen. Like if if any other team really had the wherewithal to go, Eric Brandstrom is going to be really good. We should probably take him in the top ten. The Golden Knights stole Eric Brandstrom at number 15. That, he was basically just a luxury piece. Not, not to say that they were ever thinking, you know, two years down the road, we're going to trade this guy that we basically stole in the draft for Mark frickin' Stone. I mean, that obviously never crossed their minds. But it's not, while I, while I do say that Brandstrom might have been on this roster now, this year, had he stayed with Vegas, had, had Vegas not even had Vegas not even entertained the thought of trading for Stone. Because I can go into a whole batch of what-ifs. My, my favorite game in the entire world is playing the what-if game. I could play a whole batch of what-if on if Vegas doesn't make the trade for Stone, Ottawa doesn't end up trading for him. They go past the deadline. Stone stays in Ottawa for the entire for the rest of the season. He becomes an unrestricted free agent. July 1st, Vegas signs Mark Stone. They still keep Brandstrom. I could go on a whole freaking tangent about that. But more so than anything, while I think Brandstrom would have been on the team this year, it's not a guarantee. Right. And probably it's not a guarantee. And if you want to go, you know, devil's advocate, it probably would not have been a guarantee had Mark Stone signed here July 1st. Even though you talk to Stone now and even before the trade, he had so many raving thoughts about Vegas, about the city, about the, the organization. So you, you, you think of it in the back of your mind. Well, if Stone is available July 1st, does Vegas have what it has to sign him outright? And that, and that's another conversation that we could have a whole other day. So whether Vegas really thought Branstrom would be ready to be in the NHL or not, you know, remains to be seen, but he goes to Ottawa, a team that really has no identity outside of, you know, Kachuk and, Shabbat and really no bona fide centerpieces that you can build around Eric Brandstrom going to Ottawa, although a shaky start now one assist on the entire season in five games, one assist in his entire NHL career. He's getting an opportunity. Does he get the opportunity with Vegas if they don't trade him? I don't know, but you, but you also have to wonder if he's on the roster Vegas's blue line, definitely a lot younger because then you have to take into consideration, well, is Nick Haig on the roster? And if he is, that blue line is a lot younger, but at least it's a little bit more fluid than it is now. But those are the dangers you have in making a deal like that. Those are the risks that you take, knowing that you're going to give up someone who's a valuable depth piece to the future of your franchise to get somebody who, along with the moves you made prior, meaning 
Pacioretty and Stasny now on the line together, those three components are going to determine if Vegas is going to win a cup in the next year or two. Those are the risks you make. So fortunately for Vegas, they got the guy who could be a heart candidate this year and is a guy that could very well be the reason they hoist the cup in June. For Ottawa, they get a guy in Brandstrom who will be a cornerstone on their blue line for years to come. And to me, when you get Brandstrom pairing with Shabbat, that is a very nice recovery from losing Eric Carlson and losing everybody else. I, I mean, the names I mentioned from that, from that team in 2017. Good Lord. All of them are gone. And you're left with a painful rebuild with an owner who just mind-bogglingly makes the weirdest decisions known to man. And that's what you're left with. So it's crazy to think what the last eight months have become for both of these franchises. But for Vegas, they're banking on the fact that their depth at the blue line in their prospect pool is going to turn out well. And like I said, Nick Haig is already there. Eventually, we're going to see Dylan Coughlin. Eventually, we're going to see Zach Whitecloud. Eventually, we'll probably see Jimmy Schultz at some point. They have a lot of talent in the blue line that will be playing in Chicago, and they'll be coming up through juniors and whatnot. But it's just crazy to think that the last eight months can change the trajectory for Mark Stone and Eric Brandstrom. Because definitely, I don't think either of them felt like they were going to be where they were going to be. And it's just crazy to think about. So essentially, without even going into further detail, that's pretty much what to look forward to tonight. How does Brandstrom play against Vegas? Even though it's not going to be as big of a deal as how Stone is going to play, in the back of my mind, I'm going to be watching Brandstrom. And God forbid, he has a four-point night and just lights the world on fire. Oh, boy. It probably won't happen, but I'm going to be looking back on this saying it won't happen, and it'll happen. Branstrom would pick tonight to have the best game of his career because why the hell not? Uh, but if, if in the event, if in the event that does happen tonight, you probably want to be at this game. You probably want to be at the Golden Knights and Senators game, which I don't think are probably words you would think to utter about a few months ago, but it's going to be an important game for both sides on many levels. And there's still time to get there. If you download the vivid seats app and purchase some tickets to this game before puck drop tonight, again, seven o'clock tonight, vivid seats wants to get you to your favorite live events at the best prices you can afford, whether it be sporting events, concerts, theater productions, whatever you can think of vivid seats wants to get you there. When you download the Vivid Seats app via App Store or Google Play and you create an account, you're automatically enrolled into the Vivid Seats Rewards Loyalty Program. So basically, every purchase you make, you get rewarded back with credits that you can use for future purchases. Vivid Seats wants to help you get the best bargain for your buck, and this is how. When you make your first purchase via the Vivid Seats app, you go and get ready to make your purchase, and you enter the promo code POSTSEASON. That's one word like the playoffs, POSTSEASON. 
you enter that promo code at checkout, you can get up to $100 in discounts on your first Vivid Seats purchase. So basically, if you're looking between $80 to $100 per ticket tonight between Vegas and Ottawa, you can take pretty much one of those tickets off for free if you get the whole $100 in discounts. So that's one hell of a deal. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let the Vivid Seats app help you get to your favorite live event. Enter the promo code POSTSEASON at checkout to receive a discount of up to $100. So again, go download the Vivid Seats app today. That's V-I-V-I-D Seats to save up to $100 on your first purchase. So tonight, folks, again, 7 o'clock puck drop. The Golden Knights and the Senators will do battle at T-Mobile Arena. Golden Knights looking to rebound after losing to the Nashville Predators on Tuesday. Again, they just got to clear up those little mistakes. If they do that against a team that they should beat in Ottawa, Vegas should be going on to this East Coast road trip at 5-3. and three. And It's a very tough road trip. Again, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, Chicago, three games in four days before they eventually come back home and uh, close out October with some healthy home games, I, f- I feel would be a good way to put it. So that is going to do it for us, guys. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, hope you enjoyed the rant about Ottawa. That was a whole lot of fun. Uh, coming out tomorrow, we will discuss, obviously, how this game unfolded and how Mark Stone did, how Eric Brandstrom did, how the Golden Knights either won or choked this game, and probably Gerard Gallant will lose his mind if they lose this game. So a lot to look forward to in the event of how this game should or should not go in the Golden Knights' favor. So thank you all for tuning in. Have a good rest of your day. I am Danny Webster. This has been Locked on Golden Knights. You've been listening to this on the Locked on Podcast Network. And we'll see you guys for Friday. Thank God for Friday. You know what? It's so good, the music needs to play us out. Just the thought of this music playing to get us to Friday. Have a good one, everybody. We will see you tomorrow.